It may be delayed, but it's not forgotten. This is Corey, and this is the Other Anthem Podcast. I've traveled a thousand miles, and I would travel a thousand more just to kill all of you with COVID. Uh, this is Rob. Welcome to episode 380 of the Other Anthem Podcast, coming to you from the hashtag, well, all from all over LA, but Corey is there in the hashtag OTALA Studios, slowly gentrifying Los Angeles, one neighborhood at a time. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for listening on your podcast of choice. The easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. And I will apologize in advance because I am exhausted. Well, we're going to... long weekend. We're going to make this one nice and snappy. We're going to we're gonna have a snappy yeah. podcast. Limited Don't to... Don't say that because it will be 95 minutes <laughs> trying to wrap things up. Three and a half uh, hours yeah. and I'm just like, here's so, the problem right the with top. Space Jam. <laughs> Have you did you see Space Jam by the way? No, I I'm I'm a uh, I'm a little bit worried that uh, I'm not going to like it, uh, because I, I as, am uh, I'm as, definitely going to go see it. I was going to say as I've maintained, I I, I I don't know uh, I don't know how you explain the whole Space Jam situation when the idea behind the first Space Jam was Jordan is not in the NBA, so he's not one of the five best NBA players that the aliens steal the monsters steal the talents and mm-hmm. abilities of. So like, how could you make a list of five NBA players that you're stealing talents and abilities from and LeBron James not be one of them? Like, it's not like LeBron's playing baseball right now. And then if there's no monsters, it's, it's, it's not the movie. If it's not monsters stealing NBA players talents, then I don't really understand why we're doing this movie. Cause that's kind of the fun of it to me. <laughs> it just seems like dumb otherwise. So, Wait, I just wanted to ask you, uh, has, since you have uh, moved to the new studio, do you have any uh, wall art up yet? Uh, I put up the picture of Prince. And, uh, oh, okay. All right. But no uh, no Time Magazine covers or anything? No. Uh, I think uh, I think that one had its run. It's going to be replaced by something oh, else. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I just uh, you, you're making a lot of movie commentary here, and I just wanted to make sure that uh, we had some context around the movie commentary because it, it's a different story. It's in the universe where the first movie actually happened. It's not it's not a reboot. It's continuation of the story. Continuation, different thing happened. I I haven't I haven't different examined thing. it too much. I just I saw I saw trailers. I didn't understand what the hell was happening, and then I was just like, all right, well, I guess when I see it, I'll figure it out. But Apparently, people you, who've seen so the movie still don't, know what, still don't know what's going on. Uh, uh, Big Chungus is in it. That's all I need to know. I will go see it just for Big Chungus. So uh, <laughs> I'm down. Down for it. Uh, fuck LeBron. But Big Chungus, I'm in. I have a very here and there approach on LeBron. Like I, I appreciate the great things he does for like uh, the school that he built and everything like that. And uh, It seems like He's very, very interested in being a more forward-thinking uh, person than like Jordan was hypothetically or Kobe. Like they were, they were just trying to be stars. They weren't trying to be like, you know, like leaders in the community as much. But uh, uh, at the same time, yeah. LeBron does shit that like pisses me off. <laughs> you know, like the decision. Yeah. Like, why yeah. would you do such a thing? Like it just it seems so narcissistic and unnecessary. But you know, that's another thing. Uh, speaking of uh, narcissistic and unnecessary. People... <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Carl Sagan in 1974 
uh, looked at a picture of Voyager 2 and said that he thought that this picture would bring all of mankind together because it was a picture taken of Earth from Saturn through Saturn's rings, and it was the pale blue dot. And we've reached a new era of space travel now, and uh, now we, uh, just generally speaking, have the pale white dot, and that is the whatever white man uh, has decided to travel into space uh, most recently. And uh, this week, that man was Jeff Bezos. Um, to the, the cheers of Amazon employees everywhere, because, of course, uh, their that 15-minute flight for Jeff Bezos was the first break most of those Amazon workers have had in their entire time working at Amazon. So congratulations, everybody. Now get the fuck back to work. <laughs> I mean, I uh, <laughs> the, have you seen the new Amazon commercials, by the way? Uh, yes, they talk I about, hate like, all of them. <laughs> where they talk about, like, like, Amazon is really committed to getting you your next job. Which is more of the uh, same line of the McDonald's commercials that they used to air all the time of like uh, watching yeah. the, like the whole staff gets together to watch somebody open up their college acceptance letter because the idea was McDonald's doesn't want you. Nobody aspires to work at McDonald's for their entire lives. Yeah. Some people do yeah. just because that's the job they can get and that's the one they can hold. And, you know, like that's sort of how it happens. But like, you know, nobody says like, oh, man, I can't wait to start this high school job at McDonald's and then work there for 45 years. Uh, so they sort of know that the the idea of uh, uh, making an advertisement to say work at McDonald's is going to be largely based off of the transitional nature of it. Uh, and yeah. Amazon is doing the same and thing. And we want to like, help you. Yeah. We want to help you get that next job you really love. In the meantime, we're going to work you to death and treat you like shit. But <laughs> like we're going to use your best Yeah, years. and uh, they were... They were running one of a woman who was like, I had an idea for a, a woman's minority business program. And I was intrigued because I said, I know Jeff Bezos hates women. Uh, and I can only assume based on everything that I see from him that he hates minorities. So how is it that this program got established? And if you look into it a little bit, they do. They will help you start a business, an Amazon based business <laughs> where you sell products on Amazon and basically it's like, oh, so you can go from working in our warehouse to making your home part of our warehouse and then, you know, selling products from your home instead of coming to work. So, right. Cool. 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 Uh, uh, interesting fact, uh, th this space launch, uh, which was on top of a giant dick and or vibrator, depending on which gender you are, obviously you had different opinions, uh, cost $2.54 million per minute. That is $2.54 million per minute. And that's just actual cost for the ride. Uh, you heard, you saw an int another interesting factoid about the missions as a whole. Well, I mean, this one was specific to Branson's flight, but I'm sure the, oh, the sorry, numbers. Brand, the other, the other pale <laughs> white dot. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the, the numbers on, on Bezos's will probably end up being similar, if not more. So I imagine the same thing could apply. But uh, the number I had recently heard was uh, the cost, the total cost of what it took uh, Richard Branson to, like, hang out in space for, like, 15 minutes or whatever it was, could have fed every yeah. single person in Africa for a month. Just as, like, giving yeah, you a number of... people <laughs> are brown, Corey. They don't matter. Well, yeah. And, I mean, Richard Branson needs to go to space because he needs to talk about how he did it in his next uh, 
his nice book on business. So, <laughs> like, and he had to do it fast. I conquer business. I conquer space. Who was trying to go? Yeah, I mean, clearly. Uh, <laughs> Trump Airlines uh, going to space next. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that because uh, Trump Airlines doesn't, you know, like maybe they just run out of money halfway through and then it just keeps going. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he doesn't believe in science, so I don't think that he would put it, you know, maybe he would only go to prove that the earth is in fact flat and that lizard people uh, live at the edge and underneath. So, you know, maybe we should tell him that. Just as it's taken up, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. (laughs) By the way, no matter how many times I hear that song, what do you think of when you think of that song? Believe it or not, George isn't at home. George Please leave him at home. <laughs> leave a message at the beat. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? The funny thing yeah, is, uh, so uh, the funny thing is that's a very age-specific thing. I think only so people. <laughs> I bet you, if you if you started singing that in front of all the people at the office, you would get so many quizzical looks. Like people are like, not a, what and is? they'd be like, wait. Is that a song from the 70s? Like, I don't like it. Who's George? But yet another example of how Seinfeld would not have a show in 2000 because nobody has an answer machine. Maybe 2000, yes, because we would, uh, at the end of that, George would have been like, you missed me calling back. And that would have been it. But, uh, well, there, there's the, there's like the, there's like the Twitter or something like that where it's like, uh, Seinfeld in modern times or something like that where they talk yes. about like, all the Seinfeld episodes that would be based off of today's technology and how things work today. Well, and that that's the, the what people say is like, oh, Seinfeld wouldn't be a show today. And it's like, yeah, it would. It would be a different show. I mean, it would be the same show about different topics because it's still the same concept. Four people who are adults, who are friends, and the things that they get into. It was easy to do the like, oh, you lost your car at the mall. Now it would be like Kramer gets run over by his own Tesla when he like goes to like have it come pick him up. Right. Yeah. Like same, same show, same concept, different stories. That's I mean, it. Curbed is basically Seinfeld. Yeah. For the day. I, I mean, mean, like, you know, it was, it, it's not okay. the same show, but it's certainly uh, sort of like the HBO continuation of the Seinfeld universe, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, speaking of syndication, here we go again, Corey. Are you ready? It's not the first wave. It's not the second wave or the third wave. It's the fourth wave of COVID. It's like a, it's like a your own little uh, Oprah moment there. Yeah. So uh, you get. Oh no no. God help us. God help us. I will get my my uh, Oprah moment where I can just say, you get COVID and you get COVID and you get COVID and you get COVID. Hopefully, there's some people. Um, visit your house often well uh the news here in los angeles county is not good uh in the last week dire we have added ten thousand new cases uh i mean technically it's like nine thousand seven hundred eighty three or something like that but let's call it ten thousand we're basically there um and uh yeah i i mean a lot of this i think either one of us could have seen coming because we're just about a month outside of uh, when California reopened, <laughs> when when Gavin Newsom got up on the dais and thanked Optimus Prime for all his work. Uh, 
<laughs> so, I mean, uh, clearly numbers were going to go up slightly because, uh, you know, the mask mandates were gone. Everything was was open like it was in the rest of the country. Uh, you know, the I, I think part of the problem, though, is that people have this indicate or this thought of Los Angeles. Uh, and I'm using using uh, the term Los Angeles to sort of speak of you Los people. Angeles County. Oh, okay. Where people think it's a like liberal bastion, and like people, you know, like they think it's like San Francisco, like the, it's the exact same place as San Francisco, uh, where it is not. Well, Corey, I, I uh, live steps from West Hollywood, and I would disagree. It is a very liberal bastion uh, where I am. Parts of it, but- for sure, <laughs> for <laughs> sure are. Um, and there are certainly some very liberal people who live here in Los Angeles, but uh, it's also like uh, you know, like San Francisco has like eighty percent COVID vaccinations or something like that. L.A. County is at like fifty eight percent, something like that. Um, Almost worth the twenty six thousand dollars a month in rent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, San Francisco is like you know seven hundred thousand people at most. Maybe who oh, can true. who can actually fit into that little peninsula up in Northern California, whereas Los Angeles is. And again, I'm gonna for people who don't know the size of this county, it is somewhere between Michigan and New Jersey in terms of population. And if uh, California or if Los Angeles just became its own state, Los Angeles County just became its own state, it'd be the tenth or eleventh largest state in the country, and. Yeah. California would still remain the most populous state in the country, even losing that 10 million people, which is... And I, I have to throw in there as well, it is geogra- ge- geographically a large place as well. Like, you could put many eastern states inside of L.A. County. Maryland would fit inside of L.A. County. I don't know if it... Delaware, yeah. It, Delaware probably, yeah, but not... Maybe some of the, the no, New England uh, states... The, when you think of Maryland, you think of the drive from the beach to Hagerstown. But if you just go by length, the distance, not the driving distance, but like furthest points, I think it would fit in LA County. I don't think it's like I, two hours across. I LA think County? if you, I think if you smushed Maryland into like a square, like an easy, oh, like a landmass, <laughs> yeah, landmass, yeah, it might be easier. Uh, because there's no way if you're getting all the way from like Emmitsburg to like Ocean City or something like that. That's a that's like a 5-hour drive. Like that that's not you know, but that's also 5 hours because you have to go up through the Appalachian Mountains and then around highways and then go all the way down to come back up and do the Bay Bridge and blah blah blah. Oh, wow. Like Yeah, I I I missed that. I missed that by by a long shot. Uh LA County 4084 square miles. Maryland Twelve thousand four hundred and six square miles. Yeah. So Delaware, yes, for sure. Rhode Island, yes. Connecticut, probably as well. Vermont, but, maybe. Uh, yeah. Vermont, yeah. Vermont and Delaware are about the same size geographically. I but, mean, it's um, weird to think of like. Oh wait, wait, oh here we go. I got next. <laughs> it's weird to think of like, because again, Vermont is like tall, so like it would be like a, it'd be like a weird one to fit into Los Angeles County, but at the same time. I bet you if you squished it into a Los, An- Los Angeles size shape, it might work. But so, even then, I still uh, think it's probably th- bigger. It, it so, Rhode Island, yes. Delaware, yes. Connecticut, 
just barely on the edge. I it's giving me three numbers, and I <laughs> for what it oh, sizes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So that number I gave you of twelve thousand includes water square miles. So the bay is considered part of Maryland for that calculation. Oh. So if we're looking just at land, uh, let's see. Let me find Maryland on this list of just land. It it drops a lot. I mean, it'd probably be like 9,000 or something like that. 9,000, yeah. yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, um, it would be uh, Rhode Island, Delaware, Connecticut, Hawaii, and uh, coming in between Hawaii and New Jersey. Not Vermont, though. Vermont, surprisingly big. Yeah. I, 9,000, just land. So. Hmm. As big as Maryland. If you lop yeah, off the water. Bigger. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. So it is uh, only 500 square miles smaller than Maryland without water. Hmm. With, with water, it's, you know, Maryland moves up from 42nd to, good Lord, 17th. 30 spots with water. Thank you, Bay. <laughs> Thank I you, Chesapeake Bay. I mean, we can't swim in you, really. Parts can't of really you. can't you or do anything, you know, but it's nice. Just not the anyway, Patapsco. Uh, so, <laughs> L.A. County is huge. Just landmass, population, everything. It's uh, it's a state. Uh, if D.C. becomes a state, it's going to be bigger than that. Uh, Wyoming, not bigger than in landmass, uh, unless it's the parts that people actually want to live. Then, way bigger, because nobody wants to live anywhere in Wyoming. Um just rationally speaking, I can't say. I mean, for a e- fact. even think about I it. I would this, not want to live anywhere. Think about it just this way. So, not even Los Angeles County, but just the city of Los Angeles, right? Uh, which yeah. is about, give or take, four million people, which is included. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, somebody, if if uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, take a look at city of Los Angeles map as opposed to county of Los Angeles map. Is really weird. It's like the gerrymandered remains of <laughs> what was Los Angeles County. Um, doesn't include uh, what I just it, said WeHo. Doesn't it, include WeHo because WeHo is its own ta- city. Right, much like Beverly Hills is its own city, and Pasadena yep. is its own city, and Santa Monica is its own city, and the city of industry is its own city. Like uh, all these places are counted as their own, not as part of Los Angeles. Four million people in Los Angeles City proper, uh, which is good enough to be the twenty-eighth biggest state over Oklahoma and Connecticut and Utah and Iowa and Nevada. Like so. Humongous, humongous state, uh, yeah. and ten thousand new cases. Which you know, if I told you that uh, New Jersey had ten thousand cases this week, uh, you probably wouldn't be shocked and confused by that. But when you hear one county, I mean, I would be Lo- concerned. You'd be concerned, obviously. I mean, like you, any any number of cases going up is going to be concerning. But like, and I would ask: Are there a lot of people from New Jersey traveling to I don't know Mexico for a vacation where they plan on getting drunk and just hanging out by a pool and bringing home an infection to all of their friends and loved ones? That would be my concern. But <clears throat> I mean, anyway, the good news for me and you and uh, other people that we know and love is that I got to uh, deal with that bitch no more. Is that the good news? Is that the uh, the numbers here in LA County again at the very least? Uh, are uh, much better for the the vaccinated. Uh, there is uh, n- there is not a whole lot of people who are hospitalized who are vaccinated. Uh, the number of deaths of people who have been vaccinated is very low, like very low in the sense that like uh, 
there could be a reasonable explanation for why, why these people died besides just having COVID. Uh, mm, but not zero. And not zero, I mean, lucky, but I mean, like, luckily for us. Yeah. Luckily for us, we don't have any other, uh, you know, co, co uh, morbid conditions like being overweight or being a smoker for multiple decades or, uh, you know, having previous cardiovascular problems, uh, being immunodeficient. And none of those things apply to either of us, Corey. So I'm sure we will be fine. Absolutely fine. Are we, are we, is that your, uh, is that your uh, excuse to, for me to go take a smoke break or is this a, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mentioned just, cigarettes. Uh, we just take we'll it right in the back. middle of the show. I get. Uh, <laughs> no, it, I, I mean the, it's it's nothing to. Uh, people like to think of of LA County as this bastion of liberal thoughts, but uh, again, fifty eight percent or so vaccinated, and uh, the line that has yep. been going on around here is that. You know, like California has said, uh, Newsom specifically has said, you know, if you're vaccinated, feel free to take off the mask. If you're unvaccinated, continue to wear the mask. I have not seen uh, many masks <laughs> up until Amen. recently. Uh, yeah. It has probably dropped to charitably maybe 10 percent of people wearing masks yep. out and about, I think. Uh, I, I feel the same way going around L.A. that I did in Maryland, where. I was wearing a mask and everybody was looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. Uh, and that's happening in LA now, but 10,000 new cases in a week. So, you know, now to be Who's fair, laughing now, bitches. No, but to be fair though, in the last, uh, last couple days at the very least, I think I've seen the, the rise of the mask come back. Like there have been a lot more people wearing masks again. I, even though I, you know, the, the recommendation from LA has been uh, uh mass indoors, uh, just wear your mask indoors, whether you're vaccinated or not. I think that uh, there there is a lot more people who are just like, nah, you know what? I'm just gonna wear the mask all the time. Because for me, like, it, it, maybe this is just my my personal feeling on it, but uh, I don't really see the point in like carrying the mask around and like putting it in my backpack to fish it out when I'm about to go into a place. Like, why am I why am I yeah. not just wearing it? Uh. And like, you know, yeah. if I uh, if I see somebody who's like walking down the sidewalk in my direction, who's like hacking up a lung, like you I, I think it just looks a lot weirder if you're like fishing around your bag trying to find your mask all of a sudden, as opposed to you already have it on and you just don't have to worry about it as much. Uh but you know, that's yeah. me. Um Well, and we're we are definitely headed to a shutdown. Um it's the same places that I was reading about a shutdown back in March when people were saying 15th, 20th, we're going to be shutting down too. So don't, don't think that we're going to escape this. We're going to shut down too. Um, they're saying, yes, a shutdown is coming because this is getting out of hand very quickly. And they put the mask mandate on the sheriff said, Oh, we're not going to enforce the mask mandate. Um, and then the only thing they can do now is just shut down again. Uh, so we are yet again sacrificing lives on the altar of consumerism and how many sacrifice. Like, listen, you saw Apocalypto back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're basically in the third act of Apocalypto now. It's just like, how many bodies do I have to throw on this goddamn altar to satisfy the gods? Um, and the answer is, there's never too many. So long as there's money to spend, we will continue to do that. So, I mean, the the... 
you know what what the what the CDC, the Surgeon General, all these uh, institutes have been saying here uh, recently is that this is largely a a uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated. I think was the term that was used uh, the other day. And if you look at you know uh, the data out there. There is mm-hmm. certainly way more people are getting cases in places where the vaccination levels are lower. Um, right. But you're looking at a correlation, not a causation. Oh, no, no. Uh, I, the, I, the, I, initial, I, the initial uh, statistics are showing about a 40% breakthrough rate for people who are vaccinated. So that means that you, know, uh, you have a 60% chance of still being covered by the vaccine with the Delta variant. As I continue to tell people... As many people who will listen to me, wait until the Vietnamese variant gets here. Just, they have it clamped down, but it will inevitably escape. And when it gets here and it kills every person that you love, I want you to look up and I want you to say, Rob, you're right. Please save me. And I will look at you and I will say, no, <laughs> I will not save you. I mean, at, at this point, like I mean, we need to... Uh... I, I don't know what else can be said to get people fucking serious about it, but you know, it's, it's out there. So, uh, well, maybe if you have not <laughs> need to look at friends and they need to say, you're being, you're being unbelievably irresponsible. Why would you go do this? It's not as if you're going for some sort of job interview. It's not as if it is necessary. Now is not the time for vacations. I understand it's cheap. I understand that, you know, you're spending every dime you have and you're not currently employed. Maybe now is not the time. Um, And then start making some harsh decisions about cutting people off, sending a message. Instead of voting with your wallet, which is what we do at the stores, you vote some other way. Uh, But it's an awkward conversation for people to have. Not me. That's why I have three friends. Uh, But it is an awkward conversation for normal people to have. Yeah. Uh. Well, one person who's certainly not a friend anymore is uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci and uh, dentist Rand Paul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to go. I would have gone with the uh, I'd call him Dr. Rand Paul, uh, but I feel dirty doing that because he's not like a. Yeah, yeah, he's not really. He's not really. I, I would have gone with the. Uh, he's like a podiatrist somebody or something, else, right? I think he, he is technically a doctor, but of what I can't really say. Uh, but just so you know, Corey, I would have gone with the somebody else who's about to have only three friends is going to be Dr. Fauci because, uh, yeah, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Did you find? It says, what kind of doctor is Ron? Oh, Ron Paul. What? No, Ron Paul's a doctor too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a gynecologist. Rand Paul. Ron Paul was. Okay. Yeah. But Let's what about see. Rand? Rand Paul. Hold on. Let's see here. I, I clicked right, on it. it. I clicked on an article called is Rand Paul a real doctor? Uh, now, I doctor. confusing Rand, Rand with the Paul. Ophthalmologist. That? Now, I got nothing but respect for ophthalmologists, but I'm just saying that, like, I don't think that an ophthalmologist, if we were on a plane and they said, is there a doctor in the house? An ophthalmologist would stand up first to be like, yeah, bro, me, I'm good. Um, <laughs> He's also that's the kind of thing where like, you look around and you wait. <laughs> He's also not board certified. So, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of even less than Dr. Drew at this point. Like, at least Dr. Drew is board certified in, like, medicine somehow. Like, it's like, uh, uh yeah, yeah. Like, like a dictionary or something like that, right? You know, 
he he feels qualified to talk shit to Dr. Fauci, who is, you know, the preeminent virologist in our country, our country which leads the world on the subject of virology. The guy who two administrations and two different parties chose to lead the effort against this deadly, deadly virus. Rand Paul, ophthalmologist, yeah. gonna get the truth. Yeah. Uh, and also got his ass kicked by his neighbor in a fight over a fence. So, yeah, you know, just that, just putting that out there as a reminder. I just uh, like, I, I hear people talk about the, the Wuhan coronavirus lab and everything like that. And I, you know, I look, I look at them and I'm like, I don't know. Like, sure. Like I, I could 100% see how there would be evidence at some point of something that started there and caused this whole thing to happen. And I, I can, I can totally see a world where sure. that information comes out. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to get information out of China, especially in the age where, you know, it's not like super cool to like fly around the world <laughs> and try and investigate this sort of stuff. Also, so like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares how it started? I mean, well, no, I, I mean, like these guys to agree on how to deal with it right now. No, I mean, like I, I would definitely care if there was like, you know, a conversation that happened like this is a this is a. uh we're going to expose this to the world and kill everyone else, you know, kill America because fuck them. But like this literally yeah. affected China, too. So it, it'd be like it'd be like America made a nuclear America made a nuclear bomb big enough to kill everyone on Earth. And it's just like, haha, we just dropped it on North Korea. And it's like, well, yeah, but that also kills all of America as well. So maybe that wasn't a great idea. Like, you know, like, this yeah, is, but the guys who matter are going to be in their bunkers. So, you know. I mean, it, it to me, it just like you know, uh, sure, maybe I, I guess that the Wuhan lab could be responsible for a lot of things, but it seems like the people who are going out there talking about the specific facts that they found out about this thing are like trying to grasp like any little straw they can to like hold on to this like lab theory, like like it, this, it's like you've decided beforehand, like this is <laughs> this is how it happened. Now I'm just trying to find all the strings that pull it together. Uh, oh well, that's that's how QAnon works, by the way. Just yeah, I well, have I mean, a fact. Now I need to find the evidence that supports that fact. Well, it's uh, you know that's also like a common problem in like uh, uh, police investigations and stuff like that, where like the police get <laughs> the police say, "Oh, this this wife died. It has to be the husband." And then you start looking mm -hmm. for all the evidence that ties the husband to the wife's death. Meanwhile, and ignoring you're the stuff not looking at anything that could potentially point to anybody else because you're. Uh, you're so focused on the one theory that you've worked up. Uh, right. So again, I'm not saying that but, I'm not saying that the husband didn't do it. I'm just saying perhaps we should look at all the evidence and then figure it out as we get the evidence, as opposed to just trying to fit this one into a box. You know, like. And and also, I I my point is, uh, if the if there's somebody on the loose with a gun, let's not worry about how exactly the person died. Like, well, I mean, this person strangled. Yes, but there is somebody out there with a gun that we need to worry about. This is the pressing situation. Let's not focus on that. Um, but Well, where did he get said, that is... gun? <laughs> Perhaps let's stop the guy with the gun first. <laughs> and then we can ask those uh, questions later. Like, 
It's not going to keep him their, from having is, the gun. So maybe let's focus on the stuff we can control at the moment. This is the Benghazi, though. Like, as a reminder, they do not want to be part of the tribunal on January 6th. They don't want to talk about any of the nonsense that would happen during the election or after. They don't want to pass a transportation bill. They don't want to do a lot of things. But what they do want to do is to talk about how COVID started in a lab that may or may not have been funded or gotten funding from the NIH. It's Benghazi all over again. Let's find a thing that we can just prick at and prick at and prick at and hope that we get something out of. And while we're talking about that, we're not talking about a bunch of stuff that we don't want to talk about. Almost like your Fox, well, old Fox News, not new Fox News, but yeah. almost like your Fox News. News. New Fox News is worried about getting sued, apparently, because uh, shit's gone a little crazy here in the last. So there was a, a report that just came out uh, this week about how Fox has basically created a vaccine passport system where they insist that yeah. uh, all the on-air talents and people who come to work at the Fox News building uh, be vaccinated or go through extremely strict uh, testing schedules. Um, all of the uh, Fox News hosts that anyone could be watching or care about is vaccinated. Yep. Uh, Tucker, Sean Hannity, and, and Laura Ingram. Comrade Carlson coming on his show, just uh, <laughs> spreading the good words. I, I'm so surprised. I'm still shocked by that. <laughs> Apparently, Car uh, Tucker Carlson on his show uh, last week was uh, saying that the big corporations who made out like bandits during the, co the pandemic should help pay for... Uh, all the uh, <laughs> all the stimulus and the things that were done to help prop up the people who lost their jobs and stuff. And uh, I feel like Tucker uh, must have just gotten Maddow's script by mistake or something like that and just <laughs> started reading it out. Or, or one of two things has happened. Either one, um, he is now bang his new mistress is like a leftist uh because you and i both know you start saying some weird crazy shit when <laughs> there's a piece of ass involved that you really want to impress um like hey no she really needs us to pick her up come on let's go no fuck that bitch let's go home oh come on let's go pick her <laughs> 90 minutes yeah uh that happens or uh the other alternative is that the computer program that is running our universe has glitched and it forgot which side of the aisle they were supposed to be on. In either event, I've already been going through an existential crisis, Tucker. I need you to pick a goddamn lane. If I have to decide whether or not I agree with you and I come out on the positive side, that may be the last straw. I don't know what I can if I can continue to live in a world where Tucker Carlson and I are ideologically similar. Um, I mean, I I think uh, you know what the you know what the problem is with people like Tucker Carlson and to an to an extent like uh, up until recent maybe pre Trump I would say this is this held true a lot more is the problem is if you would if you, you would said ever I couldn't threaten anybody's life this week Corey <laughs> don't bring up these topics if I can't threaten people's lives I'm saying uh, at least pre 2016. If you had a uh, if you listen to a interview with Tucker Carlson or you listen to Ben Shapiro or you listen to uh, uh, who was the other one who was like really popular then oh uh, Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever oh, yeah. Yiannopoulos who's now a leftist <laughs> if you uh, if you heard if you like listen to them just like talking to somebody random like just doing like a sit down interview with somebody you wouldn't say to yourself oh I agree with 
or I disagree with 100% of what this guy says. You would, you know, like every once in a while he yeah. would stumble into a point that you somewhat agree with. Like it, it's not, you know, he's, it's not like he's the, the, uh, diametric opposite of you, but at the same time, like he, everything he says you, is for the purpose of, you would not. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I, I Go think, ahead. sorry, no, finish, finish your thought. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, like at some point he would stumble into a point that you would at least casually agree with, perhaps. And the idea is that no, not everything you, you would agree. I would never agree. I that would never happen. The only thing that connects Milo Yiannopoulos and me is my fist outside of some kind of protest in Washington, D.C. That's the only connection we had. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, hey, do you know the midterms are coming up? <laughs> Oh, I heard. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I feel like we're a little late since it's July of the year coming before the actual election. Isn't it time we geared up for that election? How are we going to spend $200 billion if we don't get started before now? Oh, man. I I just don't get why. Uh, I don't get why they'd bring it up like <laughs> like think of the, the think of the shittiest employee you've ever worked with. Don't say their name out loud. I don't want to get yeah. somebody in trouble. But I'm just saying, think of the shittiest employee you've ever worked with, right? Like, wouldn't it wouldn't it not be in their best interest to say like a year ahead of their performance review? It's just like, man, aren't I doing a great job? I hope someone's taking notes. <laughs> like, like no, if you are a uh, Republican or a Democrat who is expecting me to get enthusiastic and voting for you, uh, I wouldn't bring up the midterms because. Y'all haven't been doing such a great job of making me like super excited to like get back into voting. Like, <laughs> like I just don't the, feel like the problem. The problem is that those guys, uh, the shitty employees, much like Congress, are essentially real life versions of that meme of the guy who's like shaking the champagne and biting the metal, <laughs> and then you realize he's standing in the fourth place spot on the podium. Like, they think they're doing the best job ever. And that everyone should congratulate them. Uh, when in reality, they are the shitty employee. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, much like the, uh, hey, every group chat has a side group chat without the annoying people. And if you don't know that that is a fact, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> like, yeah, every shitty employee thinks they're excellent. Uh, if you think the shitty employees don't think they're they're uh, excellent possible that you're the shitty employee i'm just gonna say i'm, I'm just gonna say like you know now i'm now i'm a little bit worried i'm the shitty employee. <laughs> am i not in the group <laughs> no you're in the group chat we we have to you know i mean i mean i guess no. the, i guess a group chat without me is just you and roberto texting one another which isn't like we do we have the <laughs> side did. chat from the side <laughs> chat but you're in the, you're in the first spawn not the second spawn though that's the, yeah the but the difference. second spawn is just an individual text message with somebody else like <laughs> the dm yeah it's in the dm <laughs> like we every, talk about nothing you'd be interested in anyway it's guns and call of duty that's yeah. it like every once in a while i text you too like it's like not like roberto's not yeah. allowed <laughs> Well, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's guns and Call of Duty and girls that Roberto says he wants to cheat on his girlfriend with but doesn't actually have the balls to cheat on her with. And even if he had the opportunity, he wouldn't, but he's going to say that he does and then uh, treat her like shit. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, <laughs> producer Roberto, looking forward to his return to the show. That's that's all I'm saying about that topic. 
Congress. Yes, I'm a. Uh, I. I just don't know why. Uh, <laughs> it's not like to me either the Republicans or the Democrats have done outstanding things that re- warrant me like getting super excited. Like I still haven't even gotten back into watching news the way I was during the Trump era, mostly because, uh, you know, during during the 2016 to 2020 time, I could wake up on any morning and have the potential of an armed insurrection you or, what? you know, some sort of like constitutional crisis on my hands. And I needed to be aware yeah. of it. Thank God Biden is a little bit more boring, and therefore I don't need to constantly be abreast of the news. But uh, I also kind of burned out. Like I just sort of needed to like not care that much about what was going on in the Congress for a little while. Um, at the same time, it's not like they've taken this opportunity to uh, <laughs> taken this opportunity to to do all this great work. Like, uh, sure they passed the the third stimulus that was that was fine uh and the vaccinations mm-hmm. have been going mm-hmm. okay like you know not not up to the 70 percent by july 4th number that was originally set forward but you know uh still open the country though so that's good good for you guys <laughs> but no i got i got good news for you Corey, because uh it, things are about to get very much heel turn in congress because there is nothing like the republicans agreeing to a bill Everyone going to the White House, we sit down, we negotiate, we find common ground. And then that bill comes up for a vote and you say, we're not not voting for it. I don't know how this stuff got in this bill, but we're not voting for this bill. Bro, you helped write it. This is your bill. How are you not going to vote for your bill? Uh, But they're not going to vote for it. So he'll turn. Here it comes. A tale as old as time. And like, well, and it, as we've been talking about for years now, what Mitch is going to do is he's going to go back to the bargaining table and his starting position is where you met him in the middle. I mean, yeah. uh, your starting position needs to be where you met him in the middle. He's going back to the beginning and saying, well, you were going to give us this. So we, now we need to move further. Like, okay. And they'll do it. And they'll try to get this damn bill done. And Joe Manchin. Oh, wait, I can't. You said I can't threaten the lie of uh senators um joe manchin is a senator and despite the fact that the entire texas legislature came to see him just basically like i don't know no i mean uh i gotta worry about re-election joe you don't have to worry about re-election you're not gonna get re-elected so do some good work now fuck them go home retire all right take your millions and go retire and then uh, move next to Rand Paul and then punch him across the fence. <laughs> I mean, the worst part That's is... That's not a threat. It's an instruction <laughs> to another senator. I mean, if one senator punches another senator, I think it's a problem. I think that's... Uh... Historically, they've handled that with uh, a handshake on the floor of the Senate. Because one guy beat another guy with a cane on the floor of the Senate, and the senators all came up with the uh, we're going to have an apology and a handshake, and we're going to call it done. It's like, no charges? I'm reading this in a history book, but yes. But no, you shake hands and call it even. If I beat the shit out of somebody at work, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't end like that. Um, no, Got to get elected to the Senate. Yeah, clearly. Um, what, you know, it, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, uh, 
there was there was somebody talking about like how the the stakes on Supreme Court justices are so much higher now. Like, you know, it used to be that a Supreme Court decision would come out, and even if you politically didn't like it, you would sort of say to yourself, like, all right, well, you know, these are the jurists, and this is how they ruled, and blah blah blah, and I got to live with the response, or you know, live with the what happened. Uh, and now it's more political than ever, and more people are upset with individual justices for how they vote on certain things, and. You know, like, uh, there was something about, like, you know, like, uh, Kavanaugh got screamed at by somebody at a restaurant or something like that. Like, you know, that would never have happened to, like, Brandeis or something like that. <laughs> like, they yeah. want to go hunting for, <laughs> for the guy to just yell at him or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, like, Joe Manchin, awesome. <laughs> Joe Manchin is going to eventually lose the Senate seat, like, probably to a Republican yeah. in West Virginia. Yeah. At, but it's not like at the end of this whole thing, like his life will be ruined and he's going to have to live on the street and his family will disown him or something like that for all the shit he pulled. Like he's just going to get a seven figure deal at whatever the largest uh, law firm in West Virginia is where he's going to show up. Or once D.C. because a- he or has DC. a house yeah. in D.C. Or, you know, show up once a once a month for uh, whatever uh, partner meeting he has to show up to. And cash his checks and get get a get a share of the profits of the firm and whatever happened, you know. And he'll he'll die a rich old man, and uh, nothing will nothing will change. Like there's no there's no level of like shame that these like you know like I, I would love nothing more if uh, Diane Feinstein had to just like fucking move to the middle of Wyoming to avoid all the shame that she would feel from all the people in the state that she lives. Like that would make me happy to know that she she's going to die in that seat, bro. Oh, I know she's going to die in that seat. That That's the problem. And then as soon as she does, everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, Diane Feinstein, the one who, who fucking started it all and the greatness and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, she fucked up all the time. <laughs> like, no, she was constantly wrong. Like, well, anyway. I, I, I hope that uh, several other congressmen are listening to your advice about or our advice about what to do, because um, several congressmen are on what I have taken to call the I used to be in Congress tour, which has another name. What was the other name for that? The, tour? Like course? the America First Tour or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, starring Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, two people who will probably not be in Congress uh, very long, maybe till the next election. Maybe, especially for Matt Gates, uh, depending on how the FBI's investigation is going. Something tells me that that uh, that Marge ends up surviving for a little while. Like she she's using her uh, her name as ability to put her and herself in a position to raise money and continuously hold that seat for as long as she wants. I I, I really do think that. Well, no, so uh, short of her doing anything uh, that like you know, like gets her arrested or something like that. Like, I don't think there's really, uh, really a way that she loses that seat in like super deep red Northeast or Northwest Georgia. Apparently there is a more logical Trump Republican who's there, who's less QAnon-y and more just like Trumpy, uh, who is either in the race or, or every there people think he's going to join the race. And it's just like, uh, Surprisingly, she may get uh, taken down by somebody on the left of her, not really on the left, but to the left of her. Right. And it's a candidate who maybe the the old Republicans will be like, well, at least it's not Marjorie Taylor Greene and people who are just like, what is this woman saying? 
uh, we'll have somebody to vote for. So um, I mean, with that's that, about the only way she could lose without Trump on the ballot in 2020. I think a lot of uh, a lot of these Republicans are going to have to look long and hard into what type of party they want to they want to have. And I don't know if like the the Trumpites are necessarily going to uh, come out of the woodwork to vote like they would in two in uh, two twenty twenty in the twenty twenty two midterms. And if you know, like the Democrats picked up seats for whatever reason, like hypothetically, in like House and the Senate. Then perhaps the ever <laughs> yeah, during a during the midterm of a uh, incumbent Democratic presidency, um, then uh, perhaps the Republicans would have to look long and hard at themselves in the mirror and say, oh, so uh, all this Trump stuff is really fucking us, uh, as, <laughs> as it turns out. And uh, maybe we should run away from it, uh, you know. But yeah. if that sort of thing happened, if like, you know, for whatever reason, the, the Democrats picked up 20 seats in the House or something like that, even with gerrymandering and blah, 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 uh, then I imagine Marjorie Taylor Greene probably is losing anyway in that sort of a race and that sort of a climate. So, yeah, it really just depends on like where the pulse of the of the Republican electorate is really by the time 2022 rolls around. If they're still leaning hard into Trump stuff and it equals them winning seats then they're going to continue leaning into it. If they lose seats, even if they lose, like even if they split even, that that sort of feels like a loss for the Republicans at this point. Yeah, without their, they should be picking up seats. They should be picking up seats. There, there's no way, w- without even doing anything different, they should pick up seats just off of uh, the way things look like they're lining up. Uh, and the Senate map is really tough. So I, I you know, like yep. <laughs> they'll we'll know pretty quick whether or not this uh, experiment is long for this world. You mean the democratic experiment of this country? Because I'm going to say we're we're bordering on failed state at this point. I mean, I think that part still <laughs> that's not immediately going to happen. We we can all see the uh, the lines of starting on that one, but not not necessarily. Uh, uh, I was talking more about the the Trumpism Republican experiment. I think that would be the first one we'd see fall per se. Uh, okay. If it succeeds, then yes, the democratic experiment, small d democratic experiment, is probably over too, because uh, I don't know how much more this can take. It's a load bearing wall that you've decided to park a Camaro into. So, <laughs> well, um, if people want to experiment in their own lives, Corey, where might they find some guidance on that? Oh, in the online sphere. No, oh, just a little old website called OhTheAnthem.com. Cord OhTheAnthem.com with the Anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at website CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, are, you re- are you ready for this, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Always a good start when it's a. Uh, uh, <laughs> are, are you ready for this one? I filmed something. New video this week. I filmed something last week and I'm putting it together. So keep an eye out for it. Nice. Uh, nice. I was. Uh, I decided to to uh, celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month, which was uh, May, by making a video in July mm-hmm. about <laughs> about working in the film industry with ADHD. Uh, so, uh, that will be coming up shortly. I didn't want to, uh, have it lost within the shuffle of podcast stuff. So 
saving it for later this week, but uh, go check that out when it comes out. So, uh, yay, content. Very nice. <laughs> well, of course, you can find more of me at Robert and Chico on all your social networks. Uh, I neglected to schedule a video to come out on Monday, and I was on vacation, so... Yeah, fuck it. Uh, so I have some stuff that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I also had the opportunity to talk to some young, budding revolutionaries while I was uh, in Maryland, and I realized I have a really simple way to try and convert people to the cause, and that'd be my cause, of course. And I'm gonna do up a video this week at some point, and uh, when I'm more well rested and not jet lagged and been up for 19 hours uh and that will come up later this week i won't wait till monday monday for unboxings and reviews and uh the video this week will be sometime midweek maybe friday maybe a nice weekend video of like hey do you want to overthrow your government here is a nice uh, video about that uh so that'll be coming uh but of course you can check out the website robertandcheek.com for links to everything and uh all the stuff that's coming which is a whole lot of nothing. Nothing like uh, having a conversation with people about like uh, the Stewie, the Stewie and uh, uh, Brian conversation. Like, yeah, how's that? Uh, how's that uh, writing coming? How's that <laughs> writing coming? Like, oh yeah, I uh, haven't written anything in a long time. Um, thought the pandemic was gonna be like great. I'm gonna get to write, and then I wrote nothing. Good news for everybody though. Uh, with this second lockdown coming, I am very hopeful that I'll be able to write something <laughs> during the next 18 months of lockdown. So. Well, you know, it, I keep uh, I keep looking, uh, I keep waiting for the cases to go down so that the two of us could take a uh, a couple days in Vegas and and just hammer out some pages. But uh, it never seems appropriate enough to bring <laughs> bring up at the time. Twenty twenty five is looking real good for that. I think. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we've done good here today. <laughs> we've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O.D. Anthem podcast, part of the O.D. Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Arriva Dirce. Somebody's life. In the last few seconds, I can't just threaten somebody's life. No. You, YouTube will not be pleased. So ah, We must serve the YouTube gods. <laughs>